what is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome to Bobo's Block. If this is your first time joining us, and welcome back for everybody's telling about 47, 48, 50 times or so. What up, dog? It is good to see you again. I'm glad you were able to hit it up with me on this block party that we have every time I step behind the mic. It feels really good to do that intro again because. I miss it. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thank you so very much for coming to joining me here on Bobo's Block. And I want to start off by saying that this show is sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is where you can do the best and the most help for Bobo's Block and Wonderground Media Productions. Um, it is our bread and butter. It is where you guys can get extra exclusive content such as my um poetry show kicking yeah sorry money for rocks or the exclusive patreon show kicking it where if these both would be streamed only there you probably got a free preview here there on this feed but um that is where also the bonus episodes leave live um you guys also will be seeing extra bobby ledger content and you'll be doing a lot more on patreon so we have many tiers that you can support starting from a dollar all the way up to three thousand dollars and when you hit that three thousand dollar mark you might as well go ahead and say yes to the dress because we're going to go and get married. Ah. So yeah, um, that's my obligatory marriage joke. Every every um, Patreon re- ad read. <laughs> Oh, wow. It is good to be back this week. And like, we have a good, we have a little bit to talk about, man. Um, I have a lot of stuff that's on my chest, off my, on my heart. So let's, let's go ahead and let's start it up firstly with the update. So the update is simple. Um, of course, still no update thingy, but I'm, I'm going to figure it out. You guys got to tell me if you want like something for the update insert thing. I don't know, man. Cause like I, I'm diving into like random shit, but I get the around the net um, thing that I do from the old attack of the show from OG G4. Shout outs to G4 as well for their relaunch and comeback. This is a, this is a great time for them to reestablish themselves, especially with all the, <clears throat> all the, the pandemic kind of like content that we've been consuming or so, but like it just, it's been a void since they had left and now seeing them kind of, rekindle the fire that they've had once before so dope but back on target um i got that from around the um around the net from attack of the show kevin Pereira, and olivia munn um and it used to be around the net i don't have the ddds because copyrights but you know you get the vibes you feel it um <laughs> but let's get into this update bro um i've been doing i did a lot did a lot this week um firstly let's go ahead and um Give a quick shout out to everybody who listened to the episode four of You Filthy Casuals. My God, you guys showed up, showed out. Um, if you want to check out You Filthy Casuals, it has its own podcast feed um, on Podomatic, on iTunes, on um, Google Podcasts. It's on Stitcher. It's on Deezer. It's everywhere that any podcast you want to listen to, it's there. Spotify, all that crap. Um, yeah, same thing as Bobo's Block. It's everywhere. Shout out to everybody who listened to episode four featuring my favorite problematic coworker, Justice, in the background and on the mic. So, yes. Um, <laughs> um, if you guys want to check that out, I'll probably leave a link down in the b- description below for you guys to to listen to it. Um, so, it really will help out. Super dope. Um, yeah. So, this week, um, actually, there's something that... So, Actually, something very good for me mentally. I, <laughs> you know how like you have a thing, you have a, a piece of equipment, uh, something that you cherish very well, um, something that you have for years. That's my laptop. My laptop is kind of old. Like it is like 
it's been with me for a good bit. I had everything for all of my shows, all of my podcasts on there. I lost that first laptop. And I got a second one. Same model, same everything or whatever, right? And you know how when you get to a point with a certain laptop, you just kind of deal with these issues. So the battery went bad or dead on my laptop. It's been like that for, I want to say, years. Let's just say years. And um, I, I finally got a replacement battery, dog. Like... <laughs> That's a big thing for me. I, I have a replacement battery to where if I'm working on something, I won't like if the, the if the cord comes out, it won't just automatically shut off or like I, it's a simple thing. Like you take it for granted or whatever. But like it's just something that I haven't done because I just got comfortable, got complacent with it. Like I was able to work around it. But I have a fully functioning laptop now and it's something really good um for me because like i said i can get it back up and going to its glory time because i have the um new setup up here at the the studio at the office and so i can offload a lot of the files and a lot of the things that are on this computer onto the onto either a hard drive or onto this work computer so i can kind of slim it down trim it up and and get it back to its glory days so that's something really big for me um secondly on the update i made a big splash and a big debut in a new wrestling promotion, um, the Dashing Cam, the King of Queens, and I, Bobby Ledger, they were both to the beast. We made our fo- we made our voices heard, of course, and we we've made our presence felt at LCCW, um, that is Legacy Classic Championship Wrestling, down there in Bonnell, Florida. Guys, guys, guys! Oh, you don't know what you just unleashed, Agent Orange. Touch me one more time, and you definitely will get a chance to see what this beast can do. You guys can check out the link below, um, and it'll probably be in the check out my latest wrestling thing for what happened or the altercation that went down um, between ourselves and Agent Orange at the LCCW show the past weekend or so. But yeah, you guys... um, be on the lookout for me wrestling a little bit more places. Um, I will definitely keep you in the loop. Definitely keep you up. And again, like I said, my Patreon will probably be a great place to check out for your, all my Bobby Ledger content. Okay. <sighs> um, so yeah, trying to think of update, update. Um, yeah, we have a lot of couple things coming up. Um, I I have something special in the works for you guys for um, I want to either say next week's episode or probably a couple weeks from now. It depends on how how it turns out and how I edit it or so. So, yeah, we'll see. But, um, yeah, it's going to be something special that I can't wait to share with you guys. I just want to tease you, get you chomping at the bit for it. So, of course, um, it won't be too long before I reveal what it is. Okay? So, we got everything out of the way i believe with the update i i I feel like you guys are up to date on my life and everything of that nature um (laughs) so let's go ahead and move into around the net and um around the net is actually have a little bit going on this week um but it's a lot of good stuff that i i enjoy so Firstly, let's go ahead and talk about um, the Suicide Squad movie that just dropped this weekend. Suicide Squad, it came out the gate busting, literally. Like, it, it, it hits you from, from, like, the first chapter of it on. Like, it was just, you got a good little lead in at first, and then it just went go from there. And I'm... I enjoyed Suicide Squad. It was a lovely ride. I, whew, the deaths in Suicide Squad, my God, like 
you got the feeling that nobody was safe. Like, James Gunn was really going to bat for making the movie the way that the Birds of Prey started off the entire um, entire legacy of the new DCEU. And I want to I want to also address that too. So here's here's a um, a tweet that I just saw. It was a screenshot of a post. Someone said a lot of people are going to be calling the Suicide Squad James Gunn's aesthetic. When actually this is Kathy Yan's aesthetic. Gunn is doing a great job of building on it and deserves a ton of credit for that. Directors build upon each other, especially in franchises. That's their job. There's no criticism of Gunn. Here. He does phenomenal work in this, but so much of what what's built on is what Jan introduced and legitimized in the DCEU with Birds of Prey. Gunn's going to get all the credit for changing the DCEU because who critics and viewers will recognize the most, but because of his name, and she won't. But she's the one who who changed the entire DCEU. She's the one who laid the aesthetic and, ment- and mentality down. She's more directly challenged Zack Snyder's perfume commercial cheek. Um, get mustard. Guess, guess some turns twerk. I have no clue what the fuck that like is the clusterfuck. The commercial cheek clusterfuck. That's what I'm going to go with. And she's already being forgotten in the praise as this big tonal shift in the DCEU. The tone has already shifted last year. Gunn is shifting it more, and that's great. But please, let's not give him sole credit as he's some lone hero genius when a lot of the work and aesthetic of the Suicide Squad builds on so well that was actually introduced last year by Birds of Prey. And I completely agree with this. Like, when you look at Suicide Squad, you get that same feel that you got when you got when you watch Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. They set up the chapters, they set up the the way that the villains were kind of introduced, how story plot lines ran all the way through. Like there were parts where I was like, "Damn, that is actually still going on." Okay, sure, and like like that that's a pivotal part of the story like it makes sense because you literally have it introduced in one act and it goes all the way through to the final act and stuff and like like you said you you see it you have the feeling of danger with everyone because you have that feeling of nobody safe you don't know when someone's going to die or how they're going to die or who's going to die or what things going to take them out it could be something as benign as like oh we're just walking by and blah, blah, blah gone or like i said at the beginning it started off with a huge fight and i was not expecting that i kind of did but like again there were twists and turns that were predictable and there were also just um some things that i did not expect to see so if you guys have the chance go ahead and check out suicide squad amazing watch an amazing movie um I will say that I did enjoy this one better than the first for story plot line purposes, but there are things that I love about both films. And some people were comparing this um, to Justice League, the Snyder cut, two totally different movies, two totally different vibes. I don't feel like that's like appropriate. So like I said, I enjoy all of these movies for what they are and what they bring to the table. So that's what, that's my piece on it but i will say suicide squad james gunn suicide squad the suicide squad will get like i said a a, a, a friendly neighborhood nerd approved stamp from me bro so yeah go ahead and check it out have hbo max go ahead and either get it or smooch off somebody else dog because again i have like five people on my hbo max it's all right like 
We get it. That shit's expensive. Like, <laughs> all right, moving forward. Staying in the realm of HBO Max, we got two big tra- oh, two big trailers and one show dropping. So we got the trailers for Doom Patrol, which is showing what's hap- coming up next in the new season. I'm excited for that. That seems amazing. Doom Patrol has been a lovely show. It has been a renaissance for Brendan Fraser. It has been such a, a unique dive into these characters that people don't get to enjoy as much. Suicide Squad, to me, is kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy of DC. And they, if they were able to get a good push or a good movie or something like that with a great director behind it, it would be mwah. But like where they are now, I love it. Suicide Squad um, is great, but give me some Doom Patrol. <laughs> give me some Doom Patrol any day. I'll read a Doom Patrol comic book before I pick up a Suicide Squad comic book. If you give me a Doom Patrol show, I've, I've watched all the seasons up to this point. I, I am excited for this new season coming. It is going to be bananas. And also dropping this week as well, The Return of Titans. I want to say this is season three. Um, yeah, season three, and they're, they're, they're pushing it, bro. Like, we finally get everything we've been wanting. We're getting Red Hood. We're getting Nightwing fighting Red Hood. We're getting the Titans going at it hard. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I'm super excited to see what happens in the next season of Titans, how they um, elevate the narrative of the story. So, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. So go ahead and check out those two shows, especially Titans drops this week. So go ahead and I want to say Thursday when it drops. So go ahead and be on the lookout for that on HBO Max. All right, moving forward in the docket, um, we have some weird news. Um, <laughs> this is weird for me because, like, again, like, You'll you you understand when I read it. So there's been um, talks for a bit, but South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone signed a new Viacom CBS deal that gives us 14, 14 South Park movies for Paramount Plus. What? Like, I don't I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Um. South Park hasn't been like in the in the realm of popularity as it used to be and it's not as relevant as he like they're trying they keep up and stuff or whatever because they're literally just a topical cartoon they 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 make their plot or they make their stories uh, per episode off whatever's in the news or whatever trending topic is on in the internet or some shit so but 14 movies we barely we barely wanted the like I can see a, a trilogy I can even see a new trilogy because, like, they have um, the first two that are out, and now I can see them finishing off as a trilogy. But fourteen movies? Will these like? Will these be feature length? Will these just be extended episodes that they're calling movies? I don't know, but we don't need fourteen South Park movies. Like, no, nobody wanted this. Trey and Matt are really just grabbing for cash at this point. And the old ass executives at CBS and Viacom, they they took the bait. They're like, oh, kids still like South Park. Nah. No, we I don't I don't know anybody who actively watches current South Park South Park as like them being like on Comedy Central now. Like that's like them giving us another run of Family Guy movies. We, there's an audience, yes, but who wants it? I don't want it. It's so weird. But yeah. Tell me guys how you feel about that. Um and we'll we'll probably 
be able to move on to it at another date and time or something, bro. Um, but yeah, so we have a very interesting, um, very interesting new story. I wanted to pull this because it's funny to me. So <laughs> there is a chef in San Francisco where he uh, made a very bougie $72 fried rice dish that was intended to be a, a joke like it was just something you know how i have like the three thousand dollar um tier on my patreon it's a like that's a joke i don't ever expect you guys to buy a th like to give me three thousand dollars every month like and also like this guy didn't expect someone to buy 72 dollar bowl of rice so what makes it $72? Because it has like salmon roll, wagyu beef. It has quail egg yolks. It is crab fried rice with like it's very high-end ingredients. And it actually became a hit. And it was honestly the only thing people were ordering. And the chef tried to stop serving it. And that didn't go anywhere. That didn't go well. Um, he tried to kill the dish, but the customers ignored him. And that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I could see that happening to to me or to, like, um, a restaurant or so that I, I would, like, cook it. Like, I'll make something stupid and something very expensive. Because you think, oh, nobody's going to buy this. And then people always buy it. There's always going to be somebody buying this crazy, ridiculous shit. And it's delicious. It looks delicious. I love crab fried rice. It's a amazing Vietnamese dish and for him to add wagyu beef and all the caviar and the salmon roe and the quail eggs and, and all of these other high end like i would tear it down but 72 dollars i probably would still pay <laughs> i was gonna be like 70 i wouldn't pay. i would i probably still pay for that shit bro like i i when it comes to food i love experiences and this is right up my goddamn alley so yeah i definitely would would pay for this and he would be mad at me <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, that, that is that is something that was hilariously funny that I wanted to to um share with you guys. So yeah, so all right, next one is actually something that's really dope. Casting news. Um, they are moving forward with the Wednesday Adams series at Netflix. Like this is going to be a full series that will um I believe focus on Wednesday Adams as an adult. I haven't particularly heard too many things about it but i think this will be older wednesday adams not like like the child one that we're used to seeing um it's going to be a different dynamic of the adams family but we have found our gomez our gomez will be played by none other than louise guzman louise is a very prolific actor you may have known him from so many things like his imdb list is fucking bananas louise is a very very fun actor as well so i really want to see what he brings to the table as gomez our older gomez um he has the distinguished look for it he has the hair he has the 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 suave accent when he wants to be so yeah i'm excited to see what they're doing with this wednesday adam series i want to see who they cast as morticia and also Pugsley. Um, we, we, we'll get some more announcements in as it comes along. So we'll definitely be able to see um, more advancement with this Wednesday Adams um, Wednesday Adams show on Netflix. I'm trying to see. 
Uh, I think that's really about it we have for you guys on Around the Net. I, <laughs> like, there's a little bit of light week. Well, there's some things I want to talk about, but I'm going to save that for you filthy casuals. But I will definitely let you guys know that there's a lot going on wrestling-wise. It's crazy. But um, you guys will definitely hear that on You Filthy Casuals. That is, again, my wrestling podcast. It's a, apparently a wrestling podcast with <laughs> my tag team partner, the King of Queens, Dash and Cam. So um, let's go ahead and kick it into a musical break. And this musical break is kind of actually a throwback. Um, someone hit my nostalgia um, chord. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing one of my favorite um, anime endings it is going to be Shiki no Ota from Samurai Champloo. Um, you guys go ahead and get into it. Get you your get your feels on, bro. It is legit like nostalgia bomb that is about to be dropped. So yeah, I'll catch you guys after the break, and we'll be talking about a nerdgasm. Was it too woke? guys for kicking it here with me on Bobo's block it wasn't that a nostalgia bomb like bro like it brings back so many amazing amazing memories so yeah thank you guys for um going down that trip with me down memory lane um if you haven't already if you've never watched it go go check out samurai champloo wonderful anime so 
Um, oh, also, just one, I didn't say this at the top of the hour, but um, if you hear something in the background, that is just a fan because for some reason, my AC in the studio has tripped out on us and I don't know what's happening. It's like 80 something degrees in this bitch. Like, please let me have this fan. I love y'all. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and kick it into the the nerdgasm for this week it is called was it woke and this is talking about two things but one thing in particular this we're going to be talking about today the he-man and the masters of the universe revelations um that came out on netflix but also um a ya novel that came out not too long ago called i am not starfire i want to get the 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 um the the credits for it yeah here it is book by moriko tamaki and the illustrations are are sorry the co co co-creator of this book um who did the illustrations is yoshi yoshitani so yeah miriko tamaki and yoshi yoshitani these two um put out a great like to me they put out a very interesting ya um comic book like for Starfire, we we've had a couple of these out, um, and it was honestly one of the most controversial ones that that kind of have come to light as of late. So we'll get into it. Um, but let's go ahead and start off with He Man and the Masters of the Universe Revelation. So I got a chance to sit down and watch He Man. Um, I gave my trailer reactions to it on the show a few episodes back. I can't remember the one specifically, but um, it it looked amazing. It gave me the feels of the Cartoon Network version of He Man and the Matches Universe art style wise, but it gave you the old nostalgia for the. 1980s version of he-man and he-man is a very touchy touchy franchise their fans are very hmm. um i'm a he-man fan but i'm not a he-man fanboy so uh he-man fanboys don't feel feel as like nothing that anybody does with the he-man franchise is good they're almost as bad as star wars fans and i'm also a star wars fan but not a star wars fanboy it's crazy right um <laughs> but he-man masters of the universe revelations came out on netflix a few weeks back um and it's five episodes five episodes keep that in mind five episodes and it got so much hatred and backlash because it was deemed to be too woke and they they're not doing the the legacy of he-man right how could they do this to our franchise and they've ruined it it looks amazing but the story is stupid like did you watch it there are a lot of people who aren't even watching it and they're hating it because of what they've heard and that is also very dumb um I I love He-Man. I love She-Ra. I love that entire Eternia like universe. It's very interesting that people are ready to slit the throat of Kevin Smith because they feel as if they didn't get the He-Man they deserved. I honestly, in my humble opinion, feel like this He-Man series was a great return to form. For the lore as a whole. So here's where I'm going off with this. So we we as a generation weren't really introduced to He-Man until after 
well, I'm going to say my generation, my my millennial generation. We weren't really introduced to He-Man until after the Cartoon Network saga aired. Like we we knew He-Man was like a thing or whatever. Like we we know like oh He-Man, and we always made it just I'm taking my He-Man and running away. Like we know of He-Man, but we really weren't into it. This is kind of the same thing that happened with Beast Wars and Transformers. A lot of the kids that I knew were introduced to the Transformers series through Beast Wars. That is our first introduction to the Autobots, Decepticons, Predacons, and Maximals. That is it. But purists will be like, oh, you don't know Transformers if you only know or if you started with Beast Wars. You don't know Transformers. I know Transformers. Like I fucks with Transformers hard. I've watched all of the Japanese iterations that have been translated to American. I've watched the old school 1980s version. I've watched the movie. I've watched all of the, the newer updated versions even though I hated the art style. It's a lot. But the same thing happens with He-Man and the Eternia universe. They don't we, we they don't they don't see us as He-Man fans because we were introduced in the into the Cartoon Network version and of to, God forbid if you were introduced to the Eternia Lord through She-Ra like not not old school She-Ra I'm talking about She-Ra now like Netflix She-Ra oh God but Netflix saw they had something they had an amazing audience with She-Ra and they had great like f- like they had a great turnout for their viewership so they were like. Okay, that worked with Shira. We were taking a gamble because not many people like fuck with Shira, but it was a safe gamble. So now we're going to hedge our bets on He Man. He Man, the one that everybody's been waiting for. And they did the right thing by taking it, putting it in the art style of a very familiar He Man that younger people know. The, the Master of the Universe from Cartoon Network, He Man, was really good like amazingly drawn it was such a beautiful art style and they bring that into this um and here's where i think a lot of people get their panties in the britches about this he-man it's not focused on he-man but again it's only five episodes keep that in mind so we are introduced into the into the realm again of Eternia and you see they're having a celebration for Tila becoming man at arms. She's finally reached the pinnacle of where she wanted to be. And we get a point where Skeletor is trying to get his way into the castle again. He's like, call your champion and, and like, okay, we're doing the thing or whatever. But there's like a, a switch up of a, a, a fake out. And the, uh, the, the priestess is tricked by a He-Man robot, but she's able to defend off the castle. But He-Man, I mean, He-Man kind of gets the signal from, um, from one of the, the mystical like beings or so. And I think Orko gets told that, yeah, you need He-Man. So he tells man in arms and they're like, let's get fucking ready for war, bro. And Skeletor's whole thing was, he knows like, I don't give a fuck about Grayskull anymore. I've been wanting Grayskull this whole time when the real thing that I wanted is underneath Grayskull. And we find out that there's the mystical thing that controls all of the magic in Eternia. And Eternia is the heart of the universe. Heart of the universe. If it dies, we all die. So Skeletor is finally like, I got it, bro. This is mine. This is it. It's lit. So He-Man finally confronts him. And they legitimately lose. Yeah, we legitimately lose because... Skeletor pierced the heart of the the orb and shit, and he let all of the magic out. And technically, that should we're done. But no, He Man basically sacrificed the the sword of power, 
and it split into its two original forms and then it basically um blew the fuck up <laughs> and we there was no more he-man no more skeletor and tila was kind of confused because she found out that adam was he-man and from there we also found out the queen knew who the fuck he was and the king did not. The king was very distraught and upset when he learned that Adam died. Because he was always giving Adam a hard fucking time. That was on him, bro. He was like, oh, you never do anything. I wish you would be doing anything. Da, 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 da. Nigga, I'm He-Man. Fuck you. Sorry. I really I really be hating the king. Because that nigga be going so hard on Adam. And this nigga is literally saving Eternia every goddamn day. But still, digress. Um, He finds out that Man-in-Arms knew that Adam was He-Man, didn't tell him because Adam swore him not to tell him. So he banishes Man-in-Arms. Tila's like, well, damn, my nigga, you think I'm going to stay here after I realize all of you fuckers have been lying to me? So she leaves. Um, And then we get a flash forward, like years into the future of Eternia. And that's where I feel that they they are having their problem with we're not getting the old nostalgia meat and bones type shit that they were expecting that they were wanting they thought they were going to get like an old school he-man oh beat him up type style skeletor ah, i'll see you next week like no this is a progression to the narrative this is something that is moving the story forward despite its episodic drawl that it's been in for years like it literally is always the same Skeletor gets a plan. Skeletor attacks. Adam gets word. Adam turns to He-Man. He-Man beats up Skeletor. Skeletor goes back to Skull Island. I'm sorry, goes back to Snake Mountain. Like, that's it. That's been the grind forever. And Skeletor was like, you know what? Let's switch this bit up, bitch up a little bit. He tried to switch it up, got blown up. Now we both have no He-Man, no Skeletor. So what, what do we do? And that's where this story takes us. What happens when the two pivotal forces that are driving this story are gone? Who do we what, like? What's happening here? Like, what are we? Te- what is the story to tell? And they tell a beautiful one. You get major character development from all of the people that you're you know and love, but also the ones that you're newly introduced to get a little bit of a taste or whatever. But I feel like there's going to be a volume two or season two, and they're going to give you way more. So here's the problem that people are are saying that it didn't have enough He Man. It was no He Man in sight. It was all about Tila. It was her and her gay girlfriend. Oh my God! Firstly. They want to say it's too woke because it focused on the women of the franchise. It focused on Tila. It focused on the priestess. It focused on Eveline. It focused on the new girl. I can't even remember her name. But again, like I said, she's a new character, a black woman being introduced. She's kind of like an orphan. She technically is an orphan, I want to say. And Tila's just been taking care of her because Tila knows that life. You're an orphan. You you don't really get much in Eternia, bro. Like You kind of like have to be taken in by the right people. And Tila was just that right person. So hopefully, like, we get more of her backstory in the next volume or so. But she's a super smart, super resourceful, um, amazingly talented black woman who basically gives everything that you need. Like, like she, she, like she's 
she's us. She is the viewer coming into this, especially if you don't know the He-Man franchise. She's coming into this blind. Or even if you heard of the He-Man franchise, she has like the basic kind of lore that we do and stuff of that nature. But she doesn't really know or has, wasn't around for all of the crazy things that went down during the, the era of He-Man and Skeletor. She's kind of she's new to all this shit. Tila's a lot older. Um, everyone that you see has grown up a lot. Like they've they've let them do that thing that you don't do in comics or, or animation narrative. They let them grow up, and that's again probably another thing that they did not like. Tila didn't grow up to be the damsel in distress and the dainty little oh my god, He Man, where are you? That that they wanted her to be. She grew up to be a mercenary, a fucking badass warrior that goes around the land taking care of shit because magic is dying and with magic dying though the land of eternia is dying um we have to set out on a quest to bring the two halves of the sword of power back together one's in hell one's in heaven and you get so much expansion on the lore of eternia by visiting heaven and hell like you get the you get to see what kind of happens to a soul in eternia that that dies like and it's very interesting to see what levels they take them to especially with characters that you really didn't think you would care about like orko orko is someone who i like you know he's the comic relief they made me fucking cry over orko like my god like orko real name his, the story about his real name is very touching, very like, oh, my God, I get why you just do this. But like you're way more than you've expected to be. Also, the story and character development of someone that I did not expect to have. Eveline is amazing. Um, Evelyn is she is Bay. She's Bay now. My God. And um, she definitely definitely is a pivotal part of this story arc um especially for these i want to say three out of the five episodes she's a pivotal part i want to uh, let's go ahead and make it a, let's make it a solid four out of five episodes she's a pivotal part into it so we get to see a lot of eveline and um and tila play to get like playing off each other and you see the bond or or at least a uh a understanding between the two of them happen especially between evelyn and orko you see that they they hate like she is legitimately annoyed and and frustrated with orko's existence at the beginning of this but by the time you get to about episode four or five like you honestly you know that orko has gained her respect and it's hard bro like it 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 you remember how i was saying earlier in um around the net about suicide squad about the deaths they know when to hit you they hit you hard they make you feel for characters again that you never thought you would and and that's just good storytelling there was nothing woke or there was no agenda being pushed here it honestly was just a person tila Showing that you don't have to rely on magic, but you have to rely on yourselves and you have other things that, that are happening. And like you have a narrative that tells you that, like, OK, maybe she's right. But also, she's still wrong because there's a place for magic in this world It's built upon magic. And then you get to the point where we finally get to go to heaven. And who do you see? Fucking Prince Adam. Not he man. 
Prince Adam. And it honestly, like, they, it, it was a great ending to whatever he was doing for Masters of the Universe because they even said it themselves. Like, he's the first person to choose their lesser form. He want, He's always wanted to be Prince Adam. He never want. like, it's not like he never wanted to be He-Man, but he never saw himself as He-Man. He's always Prince Adam. And it was such a touching thing to know that, that when you get to heaven, you get to choose what form you want to be in. And he chose his normal form, bro. Like, and again, expansion of the lore in this was bananas. You actually get to meet Grayskull. Yeah, the nigga name that they named the castle after. Grayskull is in Revelations. Like, and spoiler, that nigga's black what like i'm excited to see what they do with the champions of old because there has to be more that we can see going back there because again adam makes a choice and they're like yo once you make this choice bro like that's it you know that right he's like i, I gotta do what i gotta do man he's like you know there could be other champions he's like nah i gotta do this and all right bro like they they're trying their best to to build something they're trying their best to become something more and you see that by the end of episode five you see where they're trying to take us to the big twist of the entire first volume or first season is so good i i saw it coming but i didn't see how it was going to come i knew that it was going to happen but i didn't know just that fashion i was sitting there not like i was sitting there like that scene from the matrix not like this not like this uh it's it's amazing and i am excited for what comes next and for people who are saying that it's too woke you have to reevaluate what you're expecting out of this content out of this media because you honestly are trying to say that it's quote unquote woke because it focuses on women focuses on women of color and it also gives narrative that doesn't focus on a male citric story arc like it's not about he-man it's about eternia it's about eternia as a whole is about the people who live in Eternia and the characters that we've developed and grown. Next season may be full of fucking He-Man. You never know, but you're not giving it a chance because you say, oh, it's so woke, it's so woke. Was it woke? I don't think it was. You are coming in with a bias and a bigotry that that's currently unlike unfitting for it because again just because it has a woman as its main lead in he-man that's not that doesn't mean it's trying to push a woman's agenda i don't see where they're seeing the the wokeness in this because there weren't any messages that were quote unquote shoved down your throat there wasn't any other issues that like came up in my eye because just because there are black people there and they could possibly be gay like that's not that's not enough to be woke bro that's that's just diverse storytelling that's just complex writing that's just actual character development and narrative progression i don't see where you're going to with this and that leads us into i am not starfire the problem is that the people who are criticizing this have not fucking read i am not starfire 
And the ones that have read it and are criticizing it are completely off their like off the off the mark for it. They're taking this as a Starfire story, and they're saying that they're bashing Starfire, making her look horrible, making it seem like she's a bad parent. This didn't have enough um, tie-in to her actual characterness, and that the the writer is projecting. This isn't a Starfire story. It literally says, I am not Starfire. This is a story about her daughter, Mandy. This is a story about a teenager. This is a story about a teenager for teenagers. And you putting your weird-ass comic book narrative upon this child, literally a child. She's like 16 or whatever. And like saying that, oh, her body's not right. Why does she got to be fat? Nigga, that's just the character. Like, and they were upset because we don't know her father, but we're seeing that she's kind of like a a, a Romani type color. And they're like, oh, wouldn't shouldn't she be more melaninated? But we don't know how Starfire's genes pass on. But again, her father could be anybody. We haven't said Dick Grayson or Nightwing does make an appearance in this book, but there's never any interaction with her and Dick. Um, it's it's legitimately a kid story like it's a story for kids that's written by a a YA novel writer like this isn't for the 25 to 35 demographic to sit here and nitpick and and debate about on comic book post or how this how this character looks or why doesn't she have voluptuous curves she's just all lumpy this must be the author putting herself in the book it isn't it isn't like, it honestly is a story about a 17-year-old girl who has insecurity issues because she grew up the daughter of a celebrity. Like, she idolized her mom as a child, yes, but again, as you get to be a teenager, you get into those phases, you get into those attitudes and those moods and those and angst. She dyed her hair black and she did all that stuff. It starts off literally saying, her, Mandy, speaking, that I am not Starfire. I am the anti-Starfire. I am the, the, the antithesis of my mother and by the end of the story she realizes that no nigga that is not me this is that's the anti-sci-fi i'm nothing like that and it's a growing growing moment like it's a point where you guys can't really detract from it because again this child this teenager she has to go through these experiences to do it yeah there was some 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 story like um there's some things that distract from the story like there was a lot of really dumb stuff but again teenager or there was a lot of things that like were in the voice of a teenager written by an adult that's the best way to put it like so the voice of a teenager written by an adult and like you could pick that up but again overall this was a very solid comic or, or ya graphic novel this wasn't supposed to be connected to the main DC continuity. This wasn't supposed to be connected to any other Starfire children that are out in the Elseworlds realm. This is its own Elseworld story on its own platform in its own bubble. This is now canon because the Omniverse everything happens so for you guys to be thinking that this is bashing starfire it's not if you go back starfire is being a very good and supportive parent she's trying to reach out to her child but again her child's a teenager and this is written from the narrative purport or the narrative perspective of a 17 year old her mom's not getting me i don't she doesn't understand what i go through oh my god why are you asking what's up with me why do you care now like starfire is literally sitting here trying to connect with their child and 
Again, narrative plot line. Starfire has a lot of friends. Why aren't they helping? Like, <laughs> like she has the Titans. The Titans are there. They could be like, yo, like, all right, maybe Beast Boy could kind of help out with. But again, again with that, Mandy doesn't like interacting with the Titans. She feels that they're overrated. Those are her mom's friends. Don't talk to me. I'm a teenager. I know what I'm doing. I'm cool. Or she thinks she's some version of cool. Like, there's a lot of plot lines, again, that are teenager base this is not a starfire book and that's where you guys have to let things go i am not starfire is not for you if you are trying to be in the vein of like oh this is starfire's show like no 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 no. like again her mom was her hero but as you get older you you change you you don't you don't see your parents the same way. You think they're always out to get you or something like that. Like Mandy is really in here thinking that she's like, ah, yeah, my mom's so happy. Go lucky. She never had to struggle for anything in her life. She's so cool. I'm a regular kid from Metropolis. I can't fly. I don't own a bathing suit. Like this happens because again, like you are, are thinking that this is supposed to be about Starfire. This is it. This is about Mandy. Mandy is front and center in this book. So for you guys bashing the way that the character design is looking and, oh, she's fat and this, that, and third, or why she has to have look like this, whose kid would actually, Starfire's child wouldn't look like that. She's Tamaranian. Like, no, 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 no. Like, get the fuck off your high horse. How can you, like, <laughs> how can you sit here and knock something that's technically canon now? It's canon. I'm going to repeat that. It's canon. It is an Elseworlds story. Live with it. If you don't like it, don't read it. But again, the bashing and the, the negative shit that has gotten has gotten way out of control and out of hand. And especially because, again, like this is something that's not meant for you. Um, the way that this actually got on my radar was um, a parent was upset because um, they do put drop the F-bomb in here. And they're like, young kids shouldn't be reading things that say fuck. And I'm like, have you met young kids? Like, <laughs> fuck is not the worst word that they hear. If you, again, I can't tell you how to parent. If you don't want them reading the book, don't let them read it. Cool. That's fine. But don't be like, oh, you guys are horrible. You've messed up because you put the F word in here. Children shouldn't hear or read the F word. You know, you know how many times that like kids probably hear or read the F word in a, in a span of a day. It's a lot, especially if they're on the internet which they probably are. Even if you don't give them access to the internet, the internet is everywhere. They can get access to the internet no matter how much you put parental blocks and parental guidelines up. Like they'll, they're going to see the word fuck somewhere, bro. Or they're going to hear the word fuck somewhere. And I, I don't really feel like it's a, a bad take to be like, Oh, they should never write that in, in a YA novel. Like, cause again, have you read YA novels? Like that'd be happening. It'd be happening. The writer wouldn't have put it in there if not something that would have been, oh, this takes it to a adult graphic novel. It doesn't. There's no like FCC for this shit, bro. Like it's something that you really have to just kind of like live with. Like again, your child is going to be exposed to something sometime or whatever, but I can't tell you how to parent. I really can't. So it's it's hard because when you hear these these things get around this is too woke or it's trying to shove an agenda down my throat it's just it's i don't like it because of blah 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 or i heard someone say this it's just stupid like 
you take these opinions and people absorb this shit and actually agree with it because they they have no way to verify or they're just like oh well everybody's saying it it must be shit like it's not it's just the only loud and boisterous ones that are out here that are saying this and you think because they're loud and boisterous that must be everybody's opinion it really isn't and that's why i do these nerdgasms that's why i get this passionate behind the things that i talk about because if there isn't a loud and boisterous his voice for the things that are actually positive in this world where is it going to come from if there's not a counter argument to people who are out here bashing and spewing hatred against things like he-man's master of the universe revelations or i'm not starfire or the countless many of things like star wars when ray was happening there and the rose tico shit and like it is the there's numerous accounts of people just spitting out hatred and vitriol and shit of that nature and there has to be somebody that gets up in their face as well at the same volume at the same uh, passionate level and I, I will take that reign i will do that for you guys because honestly i don't know who else will do it there are a lot of people who, who rant angrily out there but sometimes they're gonna be talking about shit this i'm actually invested in because again I, I want to firstly say shout out to Casually Comics, Sasha from Casually Comics. Um, she has an amazing video on I Am Not Starfire. She, I think she has currently a series going about the I Am Not Starfire controversy. Um, go check that out if I can. I'll leave a link in the description below. Um, but yeah, it, it is yeah it is a good a good watch and that's how i kind of got caught up and then i bought the book and then i went ahead and read through it and again it's a good book it's just it's not for someone my age this is literally this is the superhero coming of age story i've been waiting for says julie murphy and like this not it's not something that's for me but i understand why it exists and i don't want to bash it because it's different I don't want to bash it because there are no men in it. Like, I don't want to bash it because, oh, I didn't get the nostalgia vibes that I wanted. Like, there's no reason for these two properties to be getting as much hate as they are at the moment. Like, there's legitimately amazing artwork being done by amazing people. And there's story narratives that are being fairly, fairly flushed out in both, in both, like, perspective works like you get to see a part of life that you didn't expect or a part of a, a universe that you didn't expect from both of these stories they're kind of like the the <laughs> they're two faces on the same coin bro like i i I feel for everybody who's worked on both of these projects and the, the, this whole like backlash quote unquote that you guys are getting because you're ruining the you're ruining the property or you're changing our comic books or you're changing our story we don't like it like I, you're entitled to your opinion but you're wrong you're you're dead wrong these comics are actually doing an amazing work um and these these shows are doing amazing work for their properties in their perspective realms i don't think it was woke at all I don't think it was, it was too agenda-y or was shoving something down your throat. It was the right way to kick back off the He-Man series. And this was the amazing way to show a different side, an Elseworld story for Starfire. Because, again, these people grow up. Things change. Things, things go to a different direction that you probably didn't expect. But it's fine. And, again, sometimes the story just isn't for you. 
even with He-Man in the Masters Universe, sometimes this story is not for you, bro. If you just want to see your He-Man and stuff, go back and watch the old He-Mans. Go back and watch the, the weekly episodic Monster of the Week type shit. But here, we're getting great narrative progression, great character development from villains, heroes alike. You're, you're getting something that you did not expect, and I know. I don't like that people are bashing it just because someone was like, oh, there's no He-Man in it. Like, fuck off. Honestly, truly. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's all I got to say on it. Now, I'm glad I was able to get that off my chest. I want to thank you guys for dealing with me with that. Because, again, that was something that really bugged me. Because I really loved it. Like, I, I interacted with somebody on um, Twitter. And that's what kind of started this. Because, like, I interacted with them. They were like, oh, no, I didn't, I'm not watching that. It looked great. But it's stupid. I heard it. Blah, 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 blah. Like, and it spiraled out of control. And I, and I was like, I need to talk about this now. Like, oh, but please go watch He-Man and the Master of the Universe Revelations on Netflix. Go check out I Am Not Starfire if that's your bag, bro. Um, if, if you're into YA comics, if you're into um, what they did with Gotham High or whatever, the, all the rest of the YA novels that are coming out with underneath this imprint, um, go check out I Am Not Starfire. I enjoyed it. it it's, it's really, really cute. Like, it's really cute. Um, whew. So, yeah, I think that wraps it up for the block this episode. You guys know where to find me. Anywhere that you can stalk your ex on social media, on I, on IG and Twitter at BoboFNN. I'm also on Facebook at Your Friendly Neighborhood Nerd, the Bobo. And, of course, on YouTube at The Friendly Neighborhood Nerd, Bobo. Um, you guys definitely check out the links below in the description. Um, of course, like I said, You Feel the Casuals will be down there. The interaction at LCCW will be down there. Um, I'm going to probably try and put up um, the link to Sasha breakdown of I am not starfire um, the timestamps are in the description as well below um, I do want to give a, 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 like a call to action um, I, I don't really do this but if you guys like I love seeing who's out there listening go ahead leave us a review on iTunes Google wherever you're leaving wherever you're listening to this at leave us a review leave us a comment I love reading those I love seeing you guys actually interacting with the with the feed with the show um, if you guys want to hit me up on on um, Instagram or hit me up on Twitter. Just hit me up at BoboFNN and definitely let's talk about everything that we talked about today. Did you watch He-Man? Did you um, hear about the whole I Am Not Starfire backlash? Tell me how you felt about Suicide Squad. But like, yeah, we are streaming everywhere. And the more places you listen, the more that the block gets exposed. So we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer. We are on Google Podcasts. We have our own Alexa Skill app. All that is down there in the description below. The more you guys listen the more we get pushed out there you guys really have been putting in work we've been getting i want to say um top 100s in tv films um like for consistently i'm very proud of that you guys don't know how much it means to me but it really means a lot like my voice is being heard and i love speaking on a platform that actually gives meaning to something that i love and I think I built that here. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys for coming along for the every single block party, bro. Um, we're 51 episodes in now. And it's really, really exciting to see. <sighs> Man, 
<laughs> I want to go ahead and change up a couple things, but probably not anything major or whatever. Probably like just like the, the logo and stuff. But you guys will see. Um, I, I'm still debating on it. We'll figure it out or so. But um, shout outs to all of my friends who, again, still keeping me up on this. Um, Space Castle Podcast, the boys out there. Of course, um, Call Like I Don't See It, Shortbox Podcast. Shout outs to the MPN Network, Mr. Penis's Neighborhood to the top. Um, and. <laughs> thank you guys again man it's been so lovely being back on the mic like it really has <sighs> so if you have anything else for me let me know of course again I have been your friendly neighbor nerd the Bobo and I'll catch you guys I will see next time on the block alright peace <laughs> <laughs>